Welcome, everyone, and you're back to the Extraordinary Women podcast, and this is episode number 95. Well, today we have a great interview coming up with myself and Sharon Saranga Walters, who is what I call a gratitude inspirer. Her recent book is titled Gratisized 365, which treats gratitude somewhat sort of like an exercise program, because you know what? I think it is. Now, some of you might be tired of the word gratitude, and if that's you, just change up the word. Make it whatever word you love. You know, Sharon mentioned that her twin sister doesn't like the word gratitude. So make it attitude, make it mindset, make it gratefulness, make it blessed, whatever it is, whatever the word could be that you love, turn it into that. What's important is the action. Now, personally, I've been doing Gratisize 365 daily for the past few months, and honestly, it has changed the way I think, which we all know changes our lives. So, without saying anything more, here is my interview with Sharon. You are listening to the Extraordinary Women Podcast, a podcast for the woman entrepreneur, where we have candid conversations about the journey of starting a business. You'll get valuable tips and advice as you launch yourself on your own entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, Sherry Harmel, the editor of the Extraordinary Women Magazine Circle, and I embrace my own entrepreneurial journey as a woman of, say, a certain age. And if I can do it, ladies, so can you. I now divide my time between Paris and Boston, which fulfills my desire to create this life reimagined while building a business I love. I am so happy you are here. So let's jump right in. Hi, Sharon. Let's charge right in because I've got your book right here. And while most of us maybe were not all that productive during the pandemic, obviously you were. So charge in. Tell us about this book and what's behind it. This is my third book that you just showed. And it's one of my favorites. It's just the gift exercise and gratitude. That is like my superpower. I call it all the above. You know, it's something that I've been doing for so many years. And yes, the pandemic did allow for this book to unfold. I'm also a massage therapist. During the pandemic, I wasn't working for about a year. Thanks to my wife who helped in the editing, it allowed me to finally sit down and do the book. Thank you for sharing, purchasing the book and and your wonderful comments around it. It's been a dream and it's just amazing. Wow. And I think the book is fantastic. But talk a little bit about this combination of gratitude and exercise, because truly, were you always a woman that was grateful or is that something you had to learn? Really? So looking back, I say in many of my talks that it came to me one day, I really do believe I was born with more gratitude in my DNA. I really do. Mm-hmm. And through the years, I always knew that I'm very sensitive. And so gratitude was a really safe, wonderful place to land through anything, the good mm-hmm. times, the not so good times. It was always the thing that helped me I would look at things and I would express and go through some situations, but I would always come and finish it off with gratitude. That was always the way I was and still am. It was something that was very comfortable for me. Yeah. 
And I always say that gratitude just, it made me feel more kind and loving. And I love the person that it's made me to be through all these years and will continue to, it just gets better and better. I've landed on this wonderful place with gratitude. And now exercise, even in the book, I was a tomboy growing up and then I was a couch potato in high school. And then in college, in fact, I gave out a gratitude to one of my friends in college who got me out running and I didn't like it, but I did it because it started to make me feel really good. And that's the thing I say, exercise really makes me feel empowered and healthy Mm -hmm. and energized and creative. All my creative ideas have come while I'm out running or walking, all of them. You know, Sharon, that's really interesting because I say this, I should be exercising more, but this switch of how to look at exercising from an entirely different place. You just use some words I've never heard before or thought about in the context of me exercising more. I think of losing weight or being healthy. It's something that I should be doing, you know, all of that. But you just used the word empowerment and creativity. So talk about how does that happen? How do we get that? I didn't know about that. I used to not like exercise. I really didn't. Really? Yeah. When I was in college, I didn't feel energized. I was just kind of mm-hmm. flat. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed is when I started to go out and walk and exercise, how much better I felt. It was something. Wow. It yeah. made me, I don't know, I felt better about myself. And that was really big. It was like, whatever I felt, it helped me. Yeah. And the other thing was, then these ideas started coming through to me. You know, mm. it was just really interesting. It was like, I was in that state that allowed me to just start the Zen state, whatever that state is. I don't know there's a name for it, but the (laughs) state that I got to be in for ideas to just come through, it was just flowing, flowing, flowing. Yeah. I find that really interesting. And this may be totally off topic, but are there any links to depression and exercise? Yes. With exercise. Absolutely. Yeah. And, And there's increased endorphins. And that as we age, sometimes we have to fight because life doesn't always end up even close to what we expected. And therefore, how do I get through this without, like you said, becoming a couch potato or eating Mm -hmm. bad things as a comfort Mm -hmm. rather than exercising? Yeah, Yeah, it's really interesting. It's super important for women, it sounds like, in many ways. You know, I just think it's anyone. And you even talked, you brought up the age thing. And oh my gosh there as we grow older, using our bodies more. And I must say, I've never thought about how I used to use the exercise. I never did it for weight loss. I never thought about that. But yet I never was skinny. I was never, in the back of my mind, I knew I wanted to exercise to be fit, I guess, or to be healthy. But I didn't go into that extreme. It was more selfishly around, like I said, the empowerment and the creativity. Yeah. I think exercise is really so multi-layered because especially for those of us that played sports and loved sports, there's a motive there that has nothing to do with fitness and has nothing to do with, you know, losing weight or whatever it might be. It's a game and you absolutely love playing tennis or it's golf or it's swimming or whatever. And some of those things become more difficult for us, even running. We age and things start to happen over time. It's like this shift of maybe I'm not doing this for the game, or maybe I have to create a different game. Now, I took your quiz and I love your quiz. So, everyone go and take Sharon's quiz because it was super enlightening. I never thought about do you have a morning gratitude routine? Are you grateful for water in the shower? There's a presence to all of those questions in the here and the now. 
That's amazing. How'd you come up with this quiz? I'm so glad you brought that up. So it's the gratitude test is what is your gratitude fitness level? I would say a lot of my gratitude ideas and so forth, it came from the book called The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. I read her book. That was like 10 or 12 years ago. That's what really started my more awareness about gratitude because in her book, she talks about the simple things to be grateful for. And that was a start for me. I felt like I was really grateful, but I realized how so much of the things I took for granted. And then I came up with my own in that book, but the simple things that we don't really think about. Yeah. And it stopped me in my track. And yeah. I said, wow, I really needed to look at that. I've combined being a fitness trainer. I had my own fitness training business. And but that's when I combined my two greatest powers and loves in my life. And that is gratitude and fitness. When I came up with those exercises in the 28 day gratitude workout book, mm-hmm. and 18 of those questions are in mm-hmm. the questionnaire that you said. Mm-hmm. And you know, what's amazing, and as you saw too, the simple things that we don't think about. Yeah. For me, I don't go in the shower without feeling gratitude for the water now in the shower. It's, <laughs> it's automatic. And, yeah. and that starts to happen more and more and more. The things that really hit me were the water in the shower, yeah. my car. I never gave acknowledgement to my car. Right. So now I'm washing it or when I'm driving, I go more. But the third one I would say that was really big for me was my closet. Not appreciating all the clothes and shoes and so forth in yeah. my closet. Yeah. I wow. now go into my closet. If I start complaining about the clothes, I take a look at it and see what I'm wanting to get rid of, what I may want to rearrange. Mm-hmm. Those were really things that I just had never thought about. Mm-hmm. No, we walk through life preoccupied. <laughs> it, sounds, well, it sounds really crazy. <laughs> well, I will even go further than that. My statement was I felt not awake and asleep before I got into this work. That was how I felt. Yeah, Absolutely. One thing that popped out at me is what a great parenting experience, or even if if people have grandchildren or whatever. I mean, this is something to some extent that can be taught even around the kitchen table or at school or in the car or whatever. We all try to be good parents and we try to be the best we can be in whatever situation we're in. But this gives a framework to say, okay, kids, Let's get present here because children aren't a whole lot different than the grown-ups that surround them. And they're always thinking about where they're going next, what I'm doing next, who I'm seeing next, you know? That's true. And, you know, I think having the parents get hold of this kind of work Mm -hmm. and incorporating it within themselves, Mm -hmm. and then it's a natural with their kids. I really do believe that. I don't think I could do that. I'm I'm not a parent. I don't have children. But if I were... I would find it so more powerful if I had embraced some of these concepts and living them and doing them and then introducing them to my children. Yeah, it's really interesting how different we'd be as humans. Let's just take United States. Uh, Most of the miseries happen because we're not present. We're wanting something to be other than what it currently is. But talk a little bit about your background because you mentioned you're a massage therapist. You mentioned, you know, being a fitness trainer. Tell us a little bit how Sharon evolved. My parents owned a retail store, so I immediately got a great training about being with people and talking with people. I mean, since the time I think I was 10 years old, I was talking and waiting on customers. So that was really a great gift Mm. that I was given to be able to interact with people. Then I got into this thing about my body. I don't know, health and my body seemed to take on a big role for me. This was after high school. So I'm going to say college is when it really started. 
Okay. Um, and I didn't know what I wanted. I was going into business school and college and I'm like, yeah, no, I didn't want that. And so <laughs> then I found a degree it was in health promotions it was when fitness was just becoming bigger and bigger. This was early eighties. So there was a degree called health promotions and it was all about wellness. It was about nutrition, exercise, kinesiology. I loved it. That spoke to me. I got my degree in that. After I graduated, I worked in a wellness center. And at that point, there was one of the clients at the wellness center. Her husband was a cardiologist, one of the finest in the area where I was from in Jacksonville, Florida. And she said, somebody needs to come to my home and get my husband to exercise. I thought, now that's a great idea. Yeah. And this is before fitness trainers were not even in existence then. It just wow. wasn't happening. The birth of and an industry. It's interesting. It really, yeah, yeah, it was interesting. So I said, I love that. I'll do it. And that was a start for me. I was a fitness trainer. I had a business called One to One Fitness. It took me for years till I finally met my first trainer. And it was in LA. I had to go to a conference. So were you working for yourself this whole no. time? I've always oh, created wow. my own things. And I've always, yes, I've always worked for myself. And I've always been the creator of whatever I've done. And, and I'll say with that as well, is that... What I've done my whole life is whatever has really empowered me and made me feel so much better. That's what I go out and do. Mm. That's, that's my work. So how'd you get to that mindset though? Because so many of us, especially at that time period, you and I are not that different in age. We did what we were supposed to do. Not me. <laughs> I love that. I, I, I think my parents instilled that because they were entrepreneurs too. They were yeah. self-employed. I think when you've learned to be self-employed, you don't have anybody telling you what to do or how to do it. You become your own person and you create your own ways. And that's all you know. That's okay. That's what you've mm -hmm. learned. So that's been me. I always just got that. But how interesting. I never even thought about that, that as an entrepreneur. So a number of the people who listen to this particular podcast are women who maybe had careers in a corporate setting or stay-at-home moms, raised children, and now they're launching their entrepreneurial life, if you want to call it that. It's an interesting concept that one of the things you have to get accustomed to as an entrepreneur is no one's going to tell you what to do. <laughs> it's up to us. It's a lot of freedom. It can be scary. But okay. there is freedom in learning how to trust your inner voice and your ideas. And also, you may need to share with other people your ideas just to feel more comfortable with it. Okay. Have you always had entrepreneurial people around you? Yes, I think so. I would say yeah, so. Yeah, that's really amazing. Do you think Florida was part of that? I don't think so because I'm in Colorado and I've yeah, got the same yeah. thing. I have entrepreneurial sure. people still. Oh, that's, that's hysterical. So what's it like? Now, I'm all over the place here in this conversation, but one of the other things that I think is so interesting about you is that you moved from a state that you grew up in, I'm assuming, and created a life and a home and now a whole new friend set in the Colorado area that you're at. So what was that like and what did that take? How did you work through that personally? Well, I've been in Florida for 59 years. Okay. And so, yeah, so my wife, she really wanted to move. And, you know, I think because having a partner, a spouse, mm -hmm. I think that helps a lot. It really okay. does. And I would have never made this move without that. I okay. Leaving my family, my friends, my work, that was big. Mm -hmm. So when we arrived here, I was like a deer in headlights. I was scared. <laughs> I was. I really, I was. I didn't know what I was doing. And she saw it. And thank goodness, I'm very fortunate. She got us traveling all around Colorado to fall in love with it, wow. making me feel as comfortable as I could just right off the bat really quickly. I believe that it really helps to have somebody if it's that dramatic of a move. 
Mm-hmm. And around or somebody, mm-hmm. that was my experience. Just exploring the places, what happens now to see it in this experience, I wouldn't trade it for the world now. Three years ago, <laughs> I would have never told you You wouldn't that. have but said now, this? <laughs> it was the greatest experience. I have this new chapter experiencing a beautiful, beautiful place. I may have never experienced before had I not taken that move. Yeah. So embrace. I hear you also saying then, embrace those difficult experiences and don't turn and run when you're sitting there in panic mode, deer in the headlights, as you call it. Don't run. Try to find the people that can help you settle in. Not everyone moves with a partner. Not everyone moves with a really supportive partner. So it's like, how do we work through that? And yet so many people are moving all over the place. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of the way it is today. Hardly anybody stays where, in fact, they grew up or spent the first 50 years. The other thing that came to me, what I realized later was, I love being in Florida and I love the people and everything, Mm -hmm. but I realized I was in a rut. I didn't know it until I got here. Oh, wow. Yeah, it really came to me that it was, I'd really gotten into a comfortable place and it felt kind of like a rut. And when I got here, it was like this new found energy to meet new people, to try new things. It was like moving from one place to another. There were so many great things that came from the move. Yeah. And to some extent, we can do that even staying put. But I think pushing yourself to new experiences are what changed you. Did you use your book in the process? We're on our fourth year here, but mm-hmm. I did use the other books that I had, the 20 okay. Day to Work Out and the Thursday's Notes. So those two books were had already been written. And yes, what I'm doing mm-hmm. with it and studying it myself and, and actually doing it because of the power that it had. Yes, I would have never done this. I, one, I would have never met my wife. Mm-hmm. I believe and I would have never made this move either or any yeah. of it because my choices and my thoughts and everything changed so much from the work of gratitude. Yeah, that's really interesting. Okay, women entrepreneurs, I want to let you know about a fabulous resource. The Extraordinary Women magazine is only $29.99 a year. And with that minimal investment, you'll receive four issues of the digital magazine, which are just chucked full of inspiring interviews, subscriber highlights, valuable tips, and ideas for you, the entrepreneur, regardless of the stage of your business. But this is a big but. This is more than just a magazine. During the year, you will have opportunities to connect with other like-minded women who are supporting each other and sharing ideas as they go along their business journey as well as invitations to valuable workshops on topics that you need to plant or bloom or grow that business, as I call it. So go to TheExtraordinaryWomenMagazine.com and subscribe. Join this movement of women from all over the world who are creating and growing businesses. So how does someone go through this book? Because in the very beginning, if you've never done gratitude, you've never really embraced it. Let's say you take your gratifit quiz and you come in down in that zero to 40 points or whatever it is. I was not far out of there. I was, I scored a 51. So I just got into the next category. Tell someone whose gratitude has not been a big part of their life. And they look at this and they're like, 
this feels so sequential, this feels so structured. How am I going to do this? These are great questions. I've never been asked, but I want to, first I want to back it up about the gratifit test that you were uh-huh. speaking of. One of the things that has come to me because people find they get competitive and disappointed in the numbers of the gratifit <laughs> So no, it happens every single time. It's constant. So I actually did this with a group of women. It came to me that I had a system. I would have different symbols. So what I had done for zero and one, I had them put their hands on their heart. That was the answer instead of the number. I got different hand motions for people to use rather than the numbers. I got rid of the numbers completely. Oh, interesting. The next one was thumbs up, a high five, and like prayer namaste. So I transferred each one of them. Forget the numbers to do that because I noticed how the numbers affected them. Actually, I'm really thinking about transforming that a little bit and move, putting the hand signals in. Those, I love that. Yeah. I wanted to share that real quick, just as people could yeah. do that, you know, whoever take the test, but that will help soften the numbers. Yes. Of that. As far as the book. So this is really yeah. good because no one's ever asked me this. I would say read through the book and see how it shows up for you. If you feel like it's over your head and you're not yet there, I would actually recommend going to the 28 day gratitude workout book. Okay. Because that one goes back to the Gratifit test. It's basic. It yeah. kind of starts you off and you might be able to go kind of back and forth a little bit if okay. you feel like it's too much. Okay. I love my latest book. I really do. You seem like it spoke to you right away. Mm-hmm. I think I've given a really good explanation of the steps. Step one yeah. is the wake up. Step two is the warm up, then the workout and the cool down. But then I give examples and then you go to each day there is a short prompt of how you can check off things in the wake up and the warm up. Yep. My favorite, I'll tell you the newest one, the workout. What I've been finding recently, I've been hearing from other people is we do real good in the morning, but in the afternoon is when we fall short. We lose the thought process about looking for things to be grateful for. I'm really glad that the workout has been in there. Again, I come up with these names and it, they come through me and I'm like, okay. Yes. So I call them gratitude reps, grata reps. And so I say in the book, stop and give me three gratitude reps, three gratitudes throughout the day that you notice. And yeah. I love that one. I really do. I, because it keeps people back in the game. Yeah. Gratitude. And when they write those, then I have the areas, something you received, something mm-hmm. you noticed, an action you might've taken. Mm-hmm. And the last one, which I love is celebrating yourself. That was one that I realized was yeah. really missing for me. And I added that one at the last minute. And I'm so glad I did. Can you imagine people as you are, and I'm doing it too every day since January, every day I've missed a day and the difference that is made of acknowledging, celebrating yourself and just really noticing and then ending your day with a cool down, writing just a very short Mm -hmm. reflection of your day. I just think this is so cool on so many levels because some of us struggle with weight. What's going on is that's not good is in the evening or it's in the late afternoon when we need that sugar hit or that coffee hit or whatever it might be. Some of us are just struggling to build something or shift something or change something in our lives. That's why I think I liked your book so much. It really allowed us to pull back and just go one day at a time and even parts of a day at a time. This might come really easy to you, but it doesn't to me. And so consequently, sometimes I feel that overwhelm myself because I can see the long game, but I can't see the short game. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why also I left the date in the book empty. Mm -hmm. So if somebody is going through and then they may be going on vacation or they just, they need a break, Mm -hmm. then they can come back. 
Mm-hmm. And then they also have all that they can look back on. It's like a journal for them, a short yeah. journal of what they've done and look back at that. Yeah. And the other thing that I actually even forget too, and I don't want to forget it is in the book, I give an exercise every single day in the highlighted top right area. Yeah. I'm making sure that I look at that as well. Yeah. So that you yeah. have different exercises to add to that you get to do. That's so cool. And so many of them, so often we don't think of the people who have impacted us in our lives throughout our lives. I mean, one of them was one of your questions on the, the benefit test or mm-hmm. not test, mm-hmm. but quiz was about sending a note of appreciation to somebody from your elementary school or those school days when we were young and somebody touched us in a positive way, whether it was another child or it was an adult that might have touched us in some way. And I thought, how incredibly beautiful is that? What's a gratitude jar? Because that's in your fit test. And I thought, well, that sounds intriguing. (laughs) I love the gratitude jar. I was making them for everyone. I got my inner Martha Stewart. I just became a gratitude jar maker. So what you can do with that, if you have a jar around your home, Mm -hmm. um, you can go to any store. You just have to have it so that your hand can fit through the jar. So you can pull in and out notes. That's the only thing you have to do. Any jar that really speaks to you. I actually got a jar that I blinged up. I've got letters that stick on that say gratitude jar around it. So I did that and I still have one. I have a very extravagant one. (laughs) It's really something that I did. What you do is every day, write down one gratitude on a little piece of paper and then fold it up in a little piece and then put it in your jar. Then day after day, it'll start building, building. If you're having a really bad day, start pulling them out and read them. And you may have to read all of them or just a few of them, whatever it takes. And then you just continue that process over and over again. Yeah. Again, it's another way to write gratitudes Mm -hmm. and just fun and kind of like a little game a little bit. And it's clear, or some of them are clear that you can see it building, 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 kind of an anchoring of seeing, you know, writing it and then putting it in. But I also used to give them as birthday gifts, as anniversary gifts for couples and individuals. I gave so many, I made them for people as a birthday gift. Oh, I love that. For starters, I put five or 10 in. Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh. I think that's just, what a beautiful, you're right. What a beautiful gift. I'm just thinking Mm -hmm. about a wedding gift Uh for couples to show each other gratitude. It's incredible. Was your wife always into this or did you teach her? (laughs) You know, she's a really spiritual person. She is. And she actually wrote a book years ago, a small one. It was called The Divine. She had spirituality in her. Okay. But she'll tell you that, no, I'm the gratitude one and <laughs> and I enhanced it in her. So yeah, I took the gratitude piece. But the nice thing is she was extremely oh, open to it. Yeah, exactly. So we taught workshops together in Florida and she was actually oh. quite a lead in that one. Yes. Yeah, so oh she, my goodness. Um, Very cool. So yeah. She's a motivational speaker. So anything that speaks to her, she can grab into it and, and go for it. She right. was very involved with that. And I don't take that for granted at all because it's really a blessing yeah. when somebody There's... that you're in connection or relationship with mm-hmm. that you can really embrace things. Partner with on many different levels. Yeah, it's great. And sometimes people, you know, and I want those of you that don't have partners you know, or supportive partners to recognize that sometimes that supportive person is not necessarily your spouse or your life partner, but is somebody else. But your point is we need to find those people. We need to find like-minded people in that way. They don't have to be in the same kind of field. And sometimes even not being in the same field is makes it more interesting. 
<laughs> oh, so. absolutely. You know, I yeah. really having girlfriends, getting together a few people, mm-hmm. um, having groups in any place, um, coming together. I really love that. You know, at yeah. least one or more, even to do this strategize work. Absolutely. Yeah. So going forward, because I also looked and I think you have a course oh, an online here. course. Yes. Have, online. Yeah, it's and it's with the um the 28 day gratitude workout book. Okay, they go and, together. And, and in the future down the road, I'm looking at doing a virtual course. I want to have it like on Zoom or something because I want to have interaction. I'm all about interactive. And, you and are. Interactive, you know? <laughs> like, it's just how I am. Sometime in this year, I'm working on having some kind of course that it would be interactive and virtual. Yeah, with the, with I love the new that. Mm-hmm. So do you still work with people one-to-one? Not as much. I mean, I could, but I'm noticing I really love the group dynamics. Oh. I really, that's something I'm yeah. really noticing that I'm enjoying. Yeah. yeah, I'm getting a lot more. I was a fitness trainer and then massage therapist, and I love both of those, but those were all one-on-one. So I noticed that I'm really enjoying the energy and the group dynamics and the impact that a group makes. Mm -hmm. So I'm really enjoying that more. Yeah. So what do you think though, you know, from a business standpoint, it makes sense to think about, you know, scaling as everyone uses that phrase and working with groups versus one-to-one because it's really hard to have enough hours in the day and have anything left for you if you just do one-to-one work. But talk a little bit about the benefits to us when we work in a group. Let's say I'm your client and there's five other people in the class. What Mm -hmm. are the benefits? What happens in groups that doesn't happen one-to-one? Oh, my goodness. Well, just the ideas, the answers, the sharing that come in groups, Mm -hmm. that brings it to a whole nother level. You've just, one-on-one, you just got one person that's mostly listening. But when you've got a group, ugh friendships are formed and more lessons and growth are available to us yeah. and ideas. Yeah. yeah. I think Sharon, that's a really good point to have made because often people think one-to-one is like the premier and because it's usually the most expensive mm-hmm. and they think that's, I'm going to get so much more if I do one-to-one and actually mm-hmm. what I'm hearing you say, and I've found the same to be true so much more happens in group settings that's positive, that's really wonderful, that you don't get in one-to-one. So are you the kind of person that plans out, you know, when I'm going to launch, when I'm going to do X? I mean, do you plan out a, a year, six months? How far, um, how far do you go? I'm getting better at that. My wife is a development person, so she is... <laughs> helped me a lot more on that one. You know, I would say right now, the virtual course, maybe I would say by September, I'll have that. And it may be before then. I'm very creative and unique. Mm -hmm. These ideas have been in me for a long time, even this, the the group, and um, it could happen in a week or a month, but it will be 2022. Absolutely. And how can people keep up with you? One way is my gratisize365.com website. Okay. Um, It has all the books on there. We have a global gratitude summit that we did back in 2019 and 2020. Oh, cool. It has over 30 amazing people that we interviewed all about gratitude. So that is now free to anybody to go to. And it's amazing. And that's, tell me the website again. Gratisize365.com. Okay, yeah. great. I also have a, a Facebook page, Gratisize365, okay. that I give a new exercise every single day. Wow. 
That's fantastic. So there's lots of ways here to educate ourselves while we wait for you to come up with the the virtual course, and you might have to do more than one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, sure. And yeah. let me say that if people get the book and they want to start doing a book group, you know, mm-hmm. reach out to me on the website and we can see about that too. Okay. That's yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Wow. This was so great. Oh, so I'm thinking of myself and I'm not looking at my numbers as negative. I'm going to make a gratitude jar. I love that. I'm slowly going through the book, and sometimes I have to go back and do another day and whatnot. Your ideas really, they seem so simple, but they're actually change the individual, which changes the group, which changes the family, which changes the community, because we don't just show gratitude within our own homes. We change everyone we interact with, which is really amazing. Thank you, Sharon. Well, and I want to say thank you to you. And and I want to share this with others too, because you know this story that when you and I met, I didn't know the word extraordinary was never in my, (laughs) my being, my vocabulary, nothing. And I didn't believe, I didn't know to be true that I never used that for myself, being an extraordinary woman. Mm -hmm. And thanks to you and what you were doing, I became aware of it. And now it has become me to be that extraordinary woman. So thank you so much. Yeah, Yeah. you are extraordinary. Every single one of us are. But how many of us really are aware of that? I'm this pretty powerful woman. That wasn't a word I used. And I'm so grateful that I do have that word now. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's fascinating to me, though, that here you are extremely successful, as you said, very empowered. And yet when you thought of that word extraordinary, you said, no, that can't be me. Yeah. I was reaching out to all my other extraordinary friends. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Remember? I was telling them, you got to, you got to meet her. You got to do this. And not thinking about inward about me because it just wasn't a word for me because even I just had a talk with a gentleman who brought up the word charisma. That was not a word in my vocabulary either. And he talked about how charisma is sharing your passion your knowing of something. Mm-hmm. He used that as charisma. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's the second word that is now coming into my life. Yeah. So it's amazing how words and thanks to you, those are really important. How we don't think about it when the time is right, when it's starting to come to us, mm-hmm. it's really a gift. Good. Well, and inside that gratitude jar are words that words that evoke emotions and feelings that we have about ourselves and the world around us. What a beautiful way to merge both of our work. I think it's really very, very fun. Thank Thank you you. for coming today. And I know everyone enjoyed this and down in the show notes will be all the information as to how to connect with Sharon. If you're not already connected, get the book, get started, make your gratitude jar. I love this. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, that was an amazing conversation. I hope you felt so too. I met Sharon back when she took one of my courses, which was titled Three Weeks to Dream Readiness. And honestly, we are both better for that meeting. I'm embracing gratitude in my life, which is changing the way I think and and I'm learning to really embrace each day, one day at a time. And ladies, that has changed my life. And Sharon learned that she is an extraordinary woman. 
And that is a phrase that I want each and every one of you to try on and wear every single day. Now, Sharon has all kinds of really exciting programs coming out oh, sometime towards the end of 2022. So sign up on her website, join her Facebook page, and, you know, let's make 2022 the start of our new way of being. Make that gratitude jar. Buy Sharon's book, and every day, share some new realization of yourself Maybe a little accomplishment that you're proud you did just today. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love if you could take a minute to rate our podcast and subscribe because that matters in the podcast world. We've got lots of super interesting conversations coming up. And if you subscribe, you'll automatically get a notice of each new podcast, which comes out every Monday. I so look forward to our conversation next week. And as you can see, I'm now back in Boston for a couple of months. So I will end today's podcast with see you soon 